Welcome back, Uncommon Leader Podcast Nation. I'm your host, John Gallagher, and you are about to hear a special conversation with another uncommon leader who is very close to me. My guest today on the Uncommon Leader Podcast is my brother, Michael Gallagher. Michael is a middle school math teacher, a basketball official and coach, and owner of G3NC, a custom silk screening business in North Carolina. He's also a husband and father, and did I say he was a leader? He is that as well. March Madness is one of our favorite times of year. He and I are passionate about the sport and often text and chat for hours to evaluate our favorite basketball teams during the game. We often think along the same lines from a basketball perspective, and we do the same from a leadership perspective as well. In this episode, Michael and I discuss four leadership lessons he has connected to his career in basketball. Pay close attention to his personal story as well. It's powerful and will definitely impact you. My friends, this podcast is a slam dunk. Let's get going. All right. Welcome to my brother, Michael Gallagher. Welcome to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. Can't wait to chat with you about March Madness and some of the leadership lessons that you've experienced and learned and also uh, model during uh, basketball season. So I will start you, though, the way I start every podcast, asking you about a story from your youth, and maybe you can use a basketball story since it's a March Madness mm -hmm. story that still impacts who you are as a leader today. So let's hear from you. Well, thanks again for having me. You know, it's been a while since we've been on together. Uh, last time we were on together, it was, uh, it was a good time, and I expect this one to be just as fun. The my story begins and uh, continues in one spot. It was the doctor's office in fourth grade. I was going in for a basketball physical. It was time to start playing ball. And as a Gallagher, it's what we did. It was it was my turn to start playing and went in for that doctor's appointment. And he started scratching his head and she started scratching her head, uh, the other doctor. So they... Uh, they found something wrong. As a fourth grader, I'm like, I just want to go back to practice. That's all I want to do. So ended up going to a cardiologist and cardi cardiologist said that, hey, he needs to see somebody more important. He's got an issue going on internally, had never been caught before. So that was that was a January and in March, I was in Pittsburgh Children's Hospital getting a catheterization. And the following April, I was having open heart surgery for the first time, first out of three. I didn't realize I had a lifelong journey going on with this. And had it not been for that physical, you know, we want to be able to have this podcast and my basketball experiences would be non-existent. So that helped me to understand when, when things get put into perspective and it helps me as a coach currently, it helped me as an official when I was refereeing basketball for about 25 years, I refereed basketball as a basketball manager in all these years. It, a lot was formed off of that one routine basketball physical. My life changed in an instant and I didn't realize it being only in fourth grade, but the effect it had not only on me, but the family effect that it had you know we had a lot going on in our family at that time and so it was it was good that we all stuck together 
And I think a lot of times we can sit back and talk about it and laugh about it, but it was scary. So that's that physical right there is the beginning of my madness. And I think about it every year. I go through all my notes and uh, the Facebook memories from the past two surgeries. It's just you know, looking at the notes, looking at the prayers, looking at the, hey, we're thinking abuse. And you still talk, to, I still talk to these people. And it's amazing to be able to talk to them and amazing to be able to live the way I want to live because of a routine physical coming on now 25 years no no 35 years ago. <laughs> 30 for a long time ago right it's been a long time it's been a long time well it's a few lives ago and that's you know i appreciate you sharing that and that's i know that that's occurrence if you will that appointment was one that was absolutely life-saving and life-changing for you i'm sure it has mm-hmm. bittersweet memories from that and from the other two surgeries that you've had to keep that repaired and, you know, obviously we're blessed to still have you around with regards to how that went. And there were some shaky times, especially on the third surgery. I remember that one and that day pretty well also flying back in to, to get you corrected and make sure you go forward. And look, Gallagher's are pretty stubborn, no doubt about it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that high blood pressure was something that might have been detected there <laughs> that, that helped to understand. But at nine, year old, nine years old, you usually don't have that to make that work. So I am glad that happened. I know that impacted your basketball career and you know, whether it's, it shortened it, it certainly modified it, mm-hmm. you've come through it and still kept it a, a big passion of what you're doing. So I appreciate you sharing that story. And it is one for obvious reasons that continues to impact who you are today as a leader. So thank you for sharing that. So you've been through, okay. even, even with that, you've been through a lot of different things. You were able to come back and play for a little while. I remember mm-hmm. coming back in and seeing so that you and I both had the free throw shooting championship for St. Anthony's in eighth grade. That was a big win number for both 33. of us. We've, number 33. We've got that going for us uh, as eighth grade, and we, we had that going. You went into high school again, though, and, and weren't able to play, so you started helping to manage with the group as well, and it, you got an opportunity to be with West Virginia University. I mean, I think about some of those things that are you know pretty cool that you may not have had that opportunity you know, had you not have that come through, so that was – that was pretty cool as well. And then, you know, the one that always amazes me is, as you talked about, 25 years as a basketball official. I know how the Gallagher's hmm. are with officials, and that's probably one of the leadership lessons that I could learn myself with regards to how to go there. I've learned to be a little bit more calm, but it's taken me almost 50 years to be calm with officials and not throw stuff at the TV or whatever that is. But, yeah, most definitely basketball has been a big part of both of our lives in many different ways. And I'm excited to talk to you today about some of the lessons that existed for you. So let's let's kind of go there right away. I, mean, I would say that based on your experiences, in many ways, you're qualified to have leadership lessons uh, from March mm-hmm. Madness and certainly leadership lessons from a life of basketball. So start off, just tell me one of those leadership lessons you've learned over the years with regards to, to basketball and March Madness. Yeah, well, I'll still get back to my childhood. In eighth grade, you said I almost didn't get that opportunity to finish out middle school. Before my eighth grade year, they told me, the doctors, cardiologists told me, hey, that's it. You're done. You, you can't do this anymore. And I remember breaking down in the office right there. You know, as an eighth grade boy, you know, I just wanted to play basketball. I was the tallest kid, second tallest kid in the school I wanted to play. And uh, I said, it'd be easier for me if I could just have this one last year. And 
they gave me the one last year and put things into perspective for me. Thinking back on it now, how much perspective I have on it. When I went into high school, I became the basketball manager, did it for four years. I did football managing, I did baseball, just wanted to be around the sports. And the leadership aspect of it comes my senior year. They were giving away an award to, it's called the I Am Third Award. And it goes to the player on a team that stands out above the rest as far as putting the putting everybody else in front of themselves and not taking any credit for things that they should have taken credit for. And it goes to a senior player. And this was the first and only time that it went to a non-player. And, you know, I received that award as a senior. You know, I was the basketball manager. I tried out to start the season and I, I thought I'd be okay. I had open heart surgery before my senior year. And that was July 18th. August 27th rolled around and I was in the gym trying to get ready for the basketball season as much as mom and dad didn't want to see me doing that. You know, they weren't really going to stop me Mm. uh, because they saw that I wanted it and they saw I was going to try for it. And, you know, unfortunately I didn't make the team, you know, just didn't have that stamina yet to make the team, make a good high school team. But the coach kept me on that last year as a manager. And at the end of the year received that, award for I am third and it's a tribute to perseverance as a high school student and it led me to a lot of different things getting that award understanding that people see things that you don't realize so that helped me in a lot of different ways all right lesson number one perseverance and mindset certainly mindset as well because you would have the opportunity to say the heck with it. I'm just done. I'm frustrated. You could have played the victim victim role really easy, but you found an opportunity You persevered and found an opportunity to, to make a contribution. And that contribution was recognized by your peers uh, and by others as a result of that. So absolutely. Perseverance mm-hmm. uh, in the face of, of crisis, in the face of difficulty is very important. Well done there. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hear yeah. number two. Well, I go now and currently I, I am coaching uh, middle school basketball. It's the second year I've been coaching middle school basketball. And I spent 25 years, like I said, officiating. So I knew that the kind of coach I didn't, I did not want to be, you know, I'd seen those coaches on the sidelines. I knew what I didn't want to be, but I turned out to be that coach at times anyway, because it's like, I served a lot of fast food restaurants. I used to be a server and I used to be an official. I know where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. So you better be there. I had the highest expectations for them as I do myself. And sometimes I get a little animated, but they always joke with me. They look at me on the sidelines. They know my history, the trainer and the friends that I have in the bleachers behind me. They're just holding up the pads. They're like, hey, we don't want to use these want to use these. So Mm. that gets me to calm down a little bit. You know, I have toned down a lot since my son Connor has been around Lisa and Connor and I, she tries to rein me in a little bit, calm me down, but leading by example on the court with these kids is one of the things that I pride myself in. I want them to have the energy that I have. And if I'm not showing them any, any energy on the sidelines, what energy are they going to give me on the court and the lines? So 
I, I try to lead by example. I am not, I am not one of those coaches that I'm not cursing. I don't do that. Uh, I'm not degrading anybody. If there's a problem, I need to fix it, you know, and I talk to the players after each game, I bring the parents in and I bring the players in and we talk after every game and we talk after every practice. I said, I need to fix this. And that's what I start with. Even after wins, I'm like, I need, this was a great night. I said, this is something I'm going to work on before the next game. And I think that everybody knows what they need to work on for the next game. And when students, middle school students and the parents of this generation start seeing coaches take accountability for themselves, they start to understand this guy's in it for the right reasons. He's, he's going to take care of my child. And, you know, being the second year coach at this school, the school is a tight knit family and I worry about them. And I go back to my first year pre COVID had a boy in the basketball team scared to live in daylights out of me. He came up to me at the end of the first quarter. He said, coach, my chest hurts. I'm like, what do you mean your chest hurts? I'm like, did you pull a muscle? It's like, no, nah, I'm just having a hard time getting air in. I'm like, all right. All right. So the rest of the game, he sat next to me the whole time. I spoke to him and I talked to his parents afterwards. And I said, listen, I have past experience with this. He needs to see somebody. You need to take him to a family doctor and then get back with me and let me know how things are going. So I sent him a hit. They went the very next day and I sent him a message. I'm like, hey, how are things going? Which doctor did you go to? And they told me they're like, it was a pulled muscle in his rib cage that he had. And I said, okay. I said, that's good. I'm still protecting him though. If he, you know, I'm not letting him go full bore. I mean, this is a middle school basketball team. He's got a lot of life ahead of him. He's got a lot of play in him. I said, you have to understand as much as I want him to play and need him to play for this team to be good. His health is more important. And People start to recognize when you do things like that, it's not just about the game. It's about uh, relationships, accountability for yourself, for your, each other. So uh, the next lesson that, you know, I would give if anybody were to listen, whether it be a four and five grade, four and five, fourth and fifth grade level basketball, sixth and seventh uh, middle school, high school, college there's more important things than uh, winning the game. You know, everybody wants to win, but it's not, it's not a win at all costs. You know, you see that on the March Madness, you see win at all costs. You got to take that, you got to take that comment with a grain of salt, I think, because it's not win at all costs. And we've seen throughout this tournament that it's not win at all costs. When you see somebody get hurt, uh, they're down on the court with them. I was watching the Duke Michigan State game. Another great game. You know, one of the guys on the court for, I think it was Duke, got hurt. And Coach K came out, knelt down next to him and stayed with him until the trainer got him up and got the players over to help him up. He wasn't going to leave his side. It's not a win at all costs. It's, hey, he cares about him. He wants him to do well. As much as he wants to win, he wants that young man to be healthy. So, your, your third lesson that you talked about there was there are more important things than winning. There's no doubt about that. And having that relationship 
with the families, having that relationship with your players is the most important thing. It's absolutely important that you strive to win. We are certainly not saying that you shouldn't want to win, but there are more important things. And that's a very important point that you made. And you made a good example of that with regards to a coach K and secondly, with regards to the player that you had, who had an experience that sounded very similar to what you went through when you were little, and you were very cautious about that and understanding and had them go to see the doctor. So that's very important. I want to go back to the, the second lesson you talked about was leading by example, because I like you using the recent examples and March madness is very much there. So tell me a story. Okay. If you will that you've observed with regards to the power of leading by example, because we know that from a coach's standpoint, all eyes are on you from a coach's standpoint. Mm -hmm. You don't get the opportunity as a coach to make mistakes maybe by like others do. So what is, what is an observation you've made during March Madness that identifies or goes along with that, that need to lead by example? We obviously, you and I, we watch a lot of basketball March Madness has had unlimited opportunities to have lead by example moments. The one that stands out to me was after the Michigan and Tennessee game. You saw Jawan Howard, uh, Michigan's head coach, embracing that young man from Tennessee at the end of the handshake line. And it was a great game. At the end of the game, to see a comp- two competitors do that, it was great. And everybody wants to go back to something that happened just a few weeks ago. And how the handshake line was almost taken out because of Jawan Howard. He had his incident with Wisconsin, and there was a couple of players from the other team that were instigating the situation. Well, I don't, I don't believe that Coach Howard should have gone the direction he went with that. It is a win with integrity, the same as you lose with integrity. It's the same kind of mentality. You have to be just as good at winning as you are losing. And part of a coach's responsibility is to show that they have to demonstrate what it's like when you don't win and something goes wrong, how are you going to come out of it? The onus of responsibility is always on the head coach. It's always on the person that's in charge. And these are still 18 to 21 year olds that we're asking to be professional athletes. They're not professional athletes. Uh, they're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. Well, here's here's what I heard because you said a lot in those last uh, those last stories. First of all, to to absolutely see that we've observed that in a very short period of time, those examples of leadership, both good and and not so good. I mean, Jawan Howard and, and the mistake that he made, and he paid for that. He was suspended for several games, and then mm-hmm. to come back and be able to console that uh, young man in in the line at the end of the game in terms of what had happened. You know, and he wasn't almost able later. to do it. Yeah, and exactly. He almost ruined it for himself, right? So that's that's the lesson that you have to learn as a leader and having to be able to handle yourself in a win. So how you deal with a win is one of those points that I heard you bring out. And then the last thing you really talked, or we, we go back to a little bit, is the win at all cost is not there. I mean, I'm sure you have experiences with that with regards to what you've had to do. One of them is sit down a player from a health standpoint I'm sure you've had to sit down players before from a behavioral standpoint. Let me ask you mm-hmm. that. Have you ever had to deal that, do that where you had to either remove or counsel one of your best players, if you will, because of a behavioral change that was a leadership challenge that you needed to address? I can remember even back in eighth grade game that I coached, 
this was 11 years ago now. The players were very disrespectful towards a teacher pregame and one of our top six players and knows he knows that I was a teacher at the school. And so he sat the first half after the game ended. Parents were like, why did you sit him? I explained it. Thank you very much. We'll take care of it. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm going to summarize what I've heard today from you in these leadership lessons. First of all, you've really talked about the, if you will, the, the tribute to perseverance that you talked about. That was one of the big things that you talked about with regards to change. The second story that you shared ultimately was that leading by example, both as players, as coaches, as parents, as officials are all more important that the eyes are on you, but especially as the leader, eyes are on you as the leader of the team, as the leader of the organization that you may be leading, as the leader of the classroom that you may be in. The third thing that I heard from you that there are some things that are more important than winning or ultimately how you deal with the win is sometimes more important than the win itself. Absolutely true. And then the last one you talked about, and really this one actually becomes you know, sort of the uncommon component that we don't see enough in sports today. And that's the discipline. Discipline at the time is difficult. There's no doubt about it. It may be in the middle of a game where you have to make a decision that it ultimately ends up in a loss. It may be in the middle of a season where you have to make a decision with the player and have a conversation with parents or with that player that you don't want to have. And frankly, it may with regards to the overall career of that individual. You didn't have that as an example and you don't necessarily want that. But there are things that you had to learn and discipline yourself from that standpoint as well. The discipline component is very important. And I think about this a lot, especially in youth coaching. You and I had the chance to, to coach your nephew, my son, Brendan, in basketball. And we had uh, several great kids that we coached in middle school for one year, which was a lot of fun. And we won most of the games we played, but we had to learn uh -huh. at the very end of the season how disappointing it was to lose. We lost the championship game to the Celtics. And we'll remember that one for a long time. But I think the things we'll remember the most are the end of practices when we taught, when we sat down and talked with them about respect and about attitude and about discipline and how important it was to be prepared, all of these things that exist. And I often heard this before, and whether I can attribute it to anybody else, but I put it together, is that you know a good coach will help teams win games. But a great coach, an uncommon coach, is the one that helps that team member to win for life, to share them mm -hmm. stories and discipline and leading by example and respect and adversity that they remember for years to come. And when they look back on it, the greatest story ever told is that coach was somebody who had a positive impact on me years ago. Cause we can think of coaches who had positive impacts on us going forward. Oh, so absolutely. You know, those, those lessons are critical for us to learn. Those lessons are critical during March madness. Absolutely. As we observe it on TV and teach other, the, the importance of observing both good and bad behavior. So I appreciate you sharing those with us today. I will ask one last question, the same one I always ask other individuals as we go forward. So you've had a chance to tell us a pretty great story. But again, keeping the basketball perspective that gets there, I'm giving you the billboard, and you can put that billboard wherever you want to, but you got to fit you know, whatever you want to say on one billboard. What's the mantra that you want everybody to know with regards to moving forward, but your biggest tip for them. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think the best thing that I would be able to say to somebody, anybody, and I say it to the teammates all the time, do the right thing when nobody's looking. Mm. 
everybody's luck and do the right thing. And if you can do that and you can have integrity in your other people will find it in you and other people will find you. The right people will find you. Absolutely. That's I love that because it's easy to do the right thing when people are watching. Right. But the, the real test is when you do the right thing, when, when nobody else is around, when nobody else is, is looking. So thank you for that. It's absolutely a great test of character that individuals need to know about. Michael, I appreciate the time that we've spent today and going through this journey as well. I'm curious if you wanted uh, folks to stay in touch with you after this was over, what's the best way for them to stay in touch with you? Well, you could find me at g3nc.com if you're interested in some apparel for your business and or team that you support, that you lead. Find me and I can take care of you there. Look at you sneaking a little bit free advertising in there to stay in touch with you. How did yeah, you get, get that you in that. there? And now I'm gonna have get to charge. Now I have to charge you for that advertisement that came into play. Absolutely, I'm okay with that, uh, brother. I appreciate it, Michael. Thank you for being on as a guest. I'm sure we'll have you on again. I know it's your second time because we did it as a group one time, but thank you mm -hmm. for being an individual guest this time around. And I look forward to hearing what folks have to say about it. I look forward to it, and can't wait for our next time. Well, I sure appreciated Michael's story, wisdom, and transparency as he talked through this podcast. For me, the uncommon moment in this podcast was when Michael explained his story about how basketball just may have saved his life when a heart def defect was detected at an early age during a routine sports physical. His perseverance through multiple open-heart surgeries that kept him away from the sport he loved as a youth is commendable, and he continues to give back now that he is at full strength through coaching at the middle school lever level and having officiated at multiple levels. He outlined four leadership lessons from March Madness that leaders can learn from today, including one, perseverance. Easy to say what he really shared there from perseverance. Number two, lead by example. As leaders, we are always being watched. Number three, some things are more important than winning. No doubt about that. And number four, discipline at the time may be needed, but it can be difficult as well. Great lessons from an uncommon leader. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Uncommon Leader Podcast. Please share it with someone you know who needs to hear this inspirational story. To listen to all of the episodes, go check out my new website, UncommonLeaderPodcast.com. There, you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform to receive an update each time an episode is released. Do you like what you've heard? How about dropping a review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star on Spotify? It helps us to get this in the hands of others who need to hear it. Thanks for listening, and until next time, go and grow champions.